Hello and welcome to For Heaven's Sake, a Seventh Heaven podcast, where your we are your co-hosts, Lady J and T. Uh, if only I can get this right one day. You do, uh, <laughs> like nine times out of ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how are you, T? I'm great. And how are you? I'm good. Yeah. 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 I'm good. Okay. This is. An interesting episode, (laughs) to say the least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like ready and also never going to be ready to talk about this episode. Yeah, because what happens? Man, so much. So much. But yeah, I guess so. Whatever. A lot happens in this episode and I understand what they're trying to do. But at the same time, I'm like, you're falling flat. And I still don't care. Yeah, it's... I will say, though, as far as episode cohesiveness goes, this is pretty cohesive. Okay. Uh, Actually, I take it back. It's cohesive to the title. Like, all the storylines are playing into the title really well. Exactly. But they're not really, like, working together to tell a cohesive story. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Almost to the point where you're like, okay, you know what? I can... it 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 will not you know like fly over my head it's not going to do that right but it might as well <laughs> <laughs> like yeah you hear that seventh heaven because you might as well because it's what a like, glowing recommendation right <laughs> i understand what you're doing but at the same time it's just like it's falling flat to the point where one i don't care and it might as well just you know yeah not, it might not as well sit- just not happen yeah is what i say yeah no we showed our cards real fast oh seriously but anyways so well then let's just get into it i mm, guess yes, please. so this is episode 713 titled it's not always about you yeah <laughs> bitch that's totally how i heard it too it's not yeah. always about you <laughs> but whose voice cecilia um kind of yeah Yeah, like you can hear that or like or like i truly and that's not the case at all but like i could hear lucy saying that yeah no or you know what ruthie could say it i can hear ruthie saying it and i can also hear kevin well he does say it (laughs) god but he is the one who says it i know no i know but even before (laughs) he is the one who says it (laughs) he is the one but it's not only like when it comes to characters I can only picture Kevin saying sure, this sure, because sure. of like Lucy's voice. nature. Yeah, 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 totally. Which we, I mean, we have a lot to talk about, but like, I think this might be the first episode finally where he like takes a stand against Lucy's fucking bullshit. Like instead of just like smiling and being so enamored by her, he's like, he like fucking like tells her like it is finally yeah. like reality checks her or whatever. Oh my God. We'll still get into it. <laughs> Um, so the Amazon Prime spoilie for this episode is Lucy tries to get out of jury duty and Annie attends therapy with Eric. So does she though? No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, she yeah, does. Yeah. I mean, she gets, you know, yeah, she she gets. Her arm. <laughs> and then the DVD description for this episode is pretty similar. Actually, Lucy desperately tries to get out of jury duty and Simon wonders why Cecilia has become so distant. Annie panics when she's asked to attend therapy with Eric. Mm. So this is the ballpark we're playing in for this episode. There's like, I would say there's like, three maybe four storylines happening ostensibly four i would say is probably right yeah um although two of them sort of kind of converge but not really um so 
I kind of sort of want to get Simon and Cecilia like over with because I'll just say this right now. I don't understand a fucking anything about this storyline. I literally tried. I tried so hard. I was thinking about this episode for the entire time since I watched it to now. And like, I honestly cannot piece together what the fuck she's trying to say. I. Yeah, exactly. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Those feelings. It's real. Um, This show is so annoying when it comes to the moment when we think Lucy is over this bullshit with Roxanne, mm-hmm. it comes up again. Right. Okay. We're not talking about them. I, I know. But, but I understand your point. But when it comes to Simon mm-hmm. and Cecilia, mm-hmm. it's the exact same pattern. You're thinking it's done, this issue, and it's still brought up again. Mm-hmm. And first of all, and in such a way where you're like, wait, we're not done like yeah like where they just sort of like throw it in and you're just like supposed to go along for the ride or whatever like oh my god i can't like okay let's just parse it out like break it down whatever so what we do know from the last episode which i believe it was the last episode right is um after they after simon and cecilia went to talk to their parents about wanting to have sex and it all blew up and it blew up in their faces and like cecilia's dad was like you're never gonna see my daughter again yeah then she started dating some other randos and the dad was like okay you can totally see her again because i saw her other dates and like fuck those guys yeah so then this episode simon's like oh my god hey cecilia like i'm so glad we can be together again like what's up and she's like um no thank you and like walks away yeah basically and we're mm-hmm. like what the fuck and then and then he's all excited to like be working with her again and stuff because he got his job back doing the, yeah. the janitorial work at the school and whatever and she's like scrubbing the floors and he's like we've always worked together like what's up and she's like this isn't about you it's not about my dad it's about me don't you get that and he's yeah. like no <laughs> and i'm like no <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about cecilia yeah I Can you just use your words like what the fuck and then cecilia's dad has to be the one to be like well don't you think that maybe she's concerned that you know since you guys had that talk and whatever like now she feels pressure and i'm like are we just forgetting that this whole thing was cecilia's idea to fucking begin with well papa doesn't know that well but 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 we know this. But we then, know this. Well, yeah, but then but then he ends up being right because that's exactly what the fuck it is. And I'm like, Cecilia, you and Simon were madly in love. You guys wanted to have sex and you thought the right thing to do was talk to your parents about it. And then when it all blew up in their faces, now all of a sudden you're feeling pressure? Night. Like, what the fuck? I'm going to play the clip because okay. <laughs> like it's the clip like at the end when 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 the dad has just talked to Simon and Simon's like, oh, wow, good point. <laughs> like whatever. OK. And then he's like and so then he goes and like try, like t- like catches up with Cecilia in the hallway the next day or whatever. What do you want? I've been thinking a lot about myself and what I've been going through in the past few weeks. You don't have to tell me that. But I should have been thinking about you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Good. Because you've been a big jerk. You never once asked me how I was feeling about anything that happened between us or anything that didn't happen. So, how do you feel? I feel angry that you didn't ask me how I felt about going out again before you and my father just made my decision for me. So, we could talk about that, and when you want to go out again, we'll go out. What I miss the most about not being with you is your friendship. I don't ever want to lose you as a friend, even if you never date me again. 
Okay. I'll date you. But definitely not exclusively. I need to see other people. And if I feel even once that you're putting pressure on me to be intimate, we're done. I understand that. I need to earn your trust to get that back. Speaking of trust, I'm not comfortable with your going out with anyone else. I mean, after what we went through and all, I'd always think you were going out with other women for, you know. You don't have to worry about that. You're the only woman I want to see, even if I'm not the only guy that you want to see. Great. Then we have a deal. I gotta get to class. Yeah, me too. This is the greatest Cecilia. Time. It's great to see you smiling again. What did I just agree to? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. What did you just agree because, to? Like, what please, the fuck just wait, happened? Please tell me you had the same reaction. You're, like, as she's talking about the puns, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't agree to this. Like, like <laughs> The fact that she goes, I don't know if I want to date you. And he's like, okay, but like, we can still be friends. Like, I don't want to lose the other friend. She's like, okay, we can date. Yeah. What? Like, she's insane. And he's crazy for even thinking like, he's dating a Lucy. Maddening. He's dating a Lucy. But like worse. I know. Because she's such a fucking bimbo. Like, like what? I what know. are you even talking about? I, uh, and what do you mean you didn't ask if I wanted to get to get back together with you? Breaking up was never even on the table. Your parent, your dad was the one you're never seeing her. Yeah, again. exactly. You're acting as if you were you wanted to break up. It, it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Like it's so stupid. I can't. I can't even handle it. Just bring back Dina. He he knew oh how to communicate God, with Dina. Dina. And you know why? Because she knew how to communicate. That's true. She was the one who taught him, like, this is how you be a good person with, like, with, uh, this is how you be a boyfriend in life. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Such a tall woman. It's like, do we not learn any lessons? <laughs> no. Clearly not. Is that not the point of this whole show? <laughs> yeah, well. What it's did he maddening. agree to? It's fucking maddening. So now he's agreed to this, and that's how they end it. I'm gonna date. And I don't want you to date other people. Because, you know, like, what the fuck? You're the one that wanted to have sex. Like, are we just forgetting all of this? It literally happened an episode ago. I know. Mm. Uh, I really need to, like, not get mad because it's just a stupid show. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 you have to remind yourself of that. Like, seri- <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, I'm just like, like, I'm right, like right, right now my blood is boiling. I know, <laughs> just, but, you like, know, as the show progresses... As like as we continue watching the show, uh, damn you, Brenda Hampton! <laughs> like really, this is the garbage that you're putting. I'm know. sorry. No, it's true. This is the bullshit you were putting out there. I like know. this was this. Okay, if you have your soapbox, which is this show, right? These are your views, and this is how you're gonna put down whatever arguments that are or like you know. That are happening or, between like, your couples. point of view and the yeah. world or whatever. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. It's real sloppy, is what it is. Yeah, it's like it's like so fucking sloppy. I don't understand. Like you, you know your schedule. You know you have to put out twenty two episodes in a year or in eight months or whatever. It's like know your schedule. Plot that fucker out. Go from A to B to C to D. Like 
know what you're doing. Yeah. Don't just like haphazardly slap an episode together. Yeah. Like, like it's not a fucking show. Like I'm supposed to understand that like Cecilia's pissed off when all I thought she was pissed off about was how her dad put her on such crazy restrictions. Yeah. For this sec- is all that I got. Yeah. That's, from the previous that's what episodes. it should have been. That's the logical leap. Like, like you, like you're happy to be back with Simon because that's what you always wanted. And, and the other time when Simon's like, okay, fine, let me hang out with Cecilia and dad, you can be there. Like her dad. Yeah. And her getting pissed off about that was 100% like real because sure. I'm like, excuse you. I'm standing in this hallway with you guys. Right. I say hallway cause they're in school, uh, cleaning the floors. But that's the only thing I can see her getting upset about because they I'm supposed to believe that Cecilia is pissed throughout this entire time and the restrictions I know and I don't (laughs) believe it and then the restrictions that she's putting on top of Simon with this shit like first of all and I love how she's like she's like okay I'll date you but not exclusively of course yeah like what do you mean of course like what like you guys were together and you're talking about how you guys actually love each other and yeah. so, well do they do they no they do me? they've said I love you okay they talked about it when they were talking about how they're gonna break the sex news to their parents this is true this is true I forget okay so yeah it's bonkers and stupid and not to mention I've had it up to here with Ashley Simpson but like I've had it up to here she's like the best actress what's wrong with you be sick (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I can't I can't with her it's literally like sometimes because there's episodes she's not in right yeah and it's like it's like literally the show breathes you're like oh my god Oh wow, there's no Cecilia bullshit in this one. But but wow. you know what? I want I want bitchy Cecilia all the time because her voice doesn't get that mousy until she's like until very she's cutesy. Like, I gotta go. I gotta get to class. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but yeah, when she's like lovey dovey into Simon, it's like then you see the shoulders go up and she's doing like this little dance with her neck Ugh. and things like that. And it's, it's like she went to WB teen acting school. Thank you. <laughs> like yeah. Literally. It's like mm, mm-hmm. whatever. Ugh. Yeah. Seriously. Um I, okay, are we done with them? Yes, we're done. Awesome. Everything's peachy. <laughs> Peach keen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um okay, so I kind of want to sort of kind of sort of want to talk about the Lucy of it all mm-hmm. transitioning into the Roxanne and Chandler of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then we'll close out the episode with ostensibly the a story which is eric and annie is it i would say so i'm I'm just being an (laughs) asshole (laughs) and i'm all like yeah yeah t (laughs) obviously (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay so lucy 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 Mm -hmm. this bitch Mm -hmm. zero empathy for her whatsoever in this whole episode she's such a brat she's so obnoxious her refusal to understand how jury duty works yeah or just like her complete like obtuseness to the whole process and why she's there maddens me like you you (laughs) just say i don't want to be there and leave it at that when you make a character, uh, I'm this, a student. Don't you get it? Like, like, yeah, bitch, we get it. This is, this is the part that I, I, no, not about Lucy. This is the writing 
in Brenda Hampton that frustrates me. You're giving Elaborate me, on you're that. giving me such extremes of a person of like Lucy, like I'm a student, blah, blah, blah. All these, you know, whatever, just over exaggerated. And then she comes to this understanding of how important it is. Get the fuck out of my face. No one comes to that realization within 30 seconds. Well, no. Okay, you're 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 getting a little out of it because we have I mean, the ending of this whole story line, I know, I know. It's beautiful. Like, holy shit. Hold on. Hold on. But, I'm just saying but, like but let's okay, so we're building up to it. So so the episode starts with her coming downstairs and being like, "Well, I have a bear of a day. I got to go down to the courthouse and yeah. I have to get out of jury duty and I have three classes and blah 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 and I have dinner with Kevin and blah 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 blah." blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, boo-hoo, you're 20. Like, get the fuck over yourself, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, who has to go down to the courthouse to get out of jury duty? Doesn't that kind of defeat the fucking purpose? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, which means, which means not that she got the summons and is going to try to get out of it. She's been called to jury duty and she thinks she's going to waltz in there on the day that she's supposed to report and be like, but I'm a student, y'all. Yeah. Like... No, bitch, that's not how it works. It's never worked like that. I wish, but... <laughs> it's literally never worked like that. You get the summons like a month in advance and it's up to you to either say you can't do it or fucking show the fuck up. Yeah, I know. But what I'm frustrated again with Brenda Hampton, you're giving me such an extreme of annoyance and a brattiness in totally. this character. And then this moment of they finally get it. Stop doing this with the character. It's not. I don't like them for yeah, it. It doesn't endearing. make them. Re- it doesn't make me empathize. They're with them. not it redeemable. Yeah, exactly. Like, get out of here. Exactly. Every single time, it's annoying. Like every time Lucy gets it, and every episode mm-hmm. makes me want to bash my head into a wall. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody else agrees. But there are people that loved it, and I still don't understand why. And okay, but this makes me go back to the thing that we talked about. I believe in the last episode, which is like, you know watching television was different 10 years ago or 15 years ago when this thing aired, right? Like it was episodic. It was appointment television and it wasn't bingeable like it is today. So I really wonder if like, if you tune in every week and you're like, what adventure is Lucy going to get into this week? I don't know, dude. You know, I I mean, I don't know. Hold on. I I know. I don't want to believe that's true, but I feel like maybe it is. But I would, but I, okay. As, I am an asshole to the show now, <laughs> and I was an asshole to the show when it was airing. Yeah, but you can't say that because I never really watched it. I watched like parts of an episode. I said, no, not my thing. And then, of course, what did I do? Watch Dawson's Creek. And that was even more dramatic, but, but why, raunchy. See, why do I allow Dawson's Creek to be okay, though? You're right. Because it's just as like cheesy and stupid and ridiculous. 100%, but I'm sorry, but because, But <laughs> because there was like sex, you know, because it was like a sexy show. Well, that and also... Because it wasn't like wholesome like this show is or whatever, I think. I think. It, it definitely wasn't wholesome, but I think what Dawson's Creek was... When and I, also, let's not discount, not to cut you off again, I'm sorry, but like, let's not just discount, like, it was just better writing. Like, it, thank period. you. What I'm trying to say, like, you're hearing a 16-year-old talking about masturbating and and eloquently, which is weird, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. no 16-year-old speaks like that. Like, really? Wait, are you talking about Jen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like, no, you know what I'm, like, no one talks like that, like, when they're 16. Right, right, right. I, I, get the fuck out of my face. And, but that, and that was part of Dawson's Creek's thing was like their language like you know like fucking like 30 year olds at exactly their language was great it's it's literally giving words to what you're feeling yes 
and they did a great job. Yes. No, it was a it was a it was objectively a better show. I yeah. would argue. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Yeah, and uh, you know, yeah, Kilmore Girls was around same time. Yeah, ish. It started after, but ended at the same time. And when it comes to emotions and growing as a character, even with Gilmore Girls, like that shit was so good up until you know the last season yeah, or two yeah. when she, but, you know, but, but that's also different. too also to asp and her writing is like in a different universe but, than anything brenda hampton thinks she can I do under, no i agree with you 100 percent. but what i'm all i'm saying is like you said management dude she Thank understood yes. progression fucking plot your fucking season Thank it's you. like you know you know what's coming you know you're gonna do 20 fucking episodes plan that fucking did trend. rory or lorelei or any of them come up with a fucking problem every episode that showed them as a shitty person and then become redeemable at the end and no. i'm supposed to forgive that no they had arcs they had season-long trajectories it wasn't just this slapdash like collection yeah. of 22 episodes that quote unquote make a season and talk about binge watchable gilmore girls has endless binge watching capacity yeah way more than this fucking show ever could. i know and yet we're here discussing it. Uh, we're so sorry. We sound well, angry. The Gilmore guys stole the Gilmore girls from us. I know. Shout out Kevin and Demi. I love you. Um, <laughs> like seriously, you guys are the greatest. So, okay, Lucy trying to go to jury duty, going to the courthouse, thinks she's going to get out of it. Walks in. Jack Hay is there. My favorite in the perfect person to play this role. I like know. seriously, mm. she is the only person who can play this role perfectly. I'm trying to think when was sister sister over that she had this hair. Oh yeah, this was definitely post sister sister. Right? Yeah. I was mm-hmm. This is 2003, dude. Oh, sister sister. Mm-hmm. Um this is all I mean, this was post everything. She had yeah. she was like I don't want to say past her prime because she's still probably in her prime now oh, yeah. or whatever. But like this is past the height of Jack Hay time, you know. But um, yeah, no, she's fucking phenomenal. So Lucy goes up there and she's like, I'm a student and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, really? Who else here is student than like 15 people raise their hand? Seriously. First, <laughs> she's all have a seat. I have never, ever gone to jury duty and had such a beautiful room like that that they waited okay, in. Okay, that courthouse is fucking beautiful <laughs> it looks like it looks like the library at ucla or Thank something you. like it was like unreal. all these desks i'm like take a nap that's yeah. what i'd be doing seriously <laughs> seriously so then so then jack hay is like well you know you'll need like a good excuse to be excused whatever and she's like oh i'm a student and she's like mm, a better one than that <laughs> like, yeah like extreme hardship blah, blah 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 fill out this paperwork we'll call you if you're excused kind of thing and then and then um like some time goes by whatever Lucy Camden? Are you calling me? If your name is Lucy Camden, I am. Your request to be excused from jury duty has been denied. There must be some mistake. I'm a student. I have classes. I test papers to write. Being a student in itself is no excuse. You would have to prove that it would be an extreme hardship for you to serve. It would be an extreme hardship. I'll miss classes, fall behind, not make grades, and before you know it, I'm kicked out and all my dreams are crushed just because I couldn't get excused from jury duty. If that's not an extreme hardship, I don't know what is. She's nice try. (laughs) Don't worry. We'll give you a note to give your teachers. But, but... There is one option. If you really feel you can't miss any classes, you can postpone your jury duty until the summer. I plan to go to school during the summer. And I also plan to help pay for school by getting a job. 
Christmas week is open. There's no school then. I can't possibly serve during Christmas week. It's Christmas. Christmas is big at my house. Oh, that's right. House of Ministers. So you see, it would be an extreme hardship for me to serve. I'm sorry. Looks like you're just gonna have to let go and let God. Mm-hmm. I don't think that applies here. I stand corrected. Time to bite the bullet. Dude, I really, I, I abs- like hearing this scene all over again. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love her voice. She needs oh, to play great. like a character, like whether it's an animation, something. Didn't I she, love wasn't she voice. like the mom or the grandma in Proud Family? Was she? I think she was the <gasps> grandma. She was? No, maybe no, the no, no, mom. The no, mom. No, no, no. Yeah. I think she Wait, was Wait, no, the wasn't mom. Proud Family? Um, uh, Solange was one that was in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, wasn't the grandma from... Uh, uh, oh, from Family Matters. There we go. Maybe. Yeah, it was definitely wrong. Family Matters. But dude, her voice needs to be a character. I know, she's like, great. I, oh, she's great. What I love about this is like, first of all, would you ever speak to someone like this? Like, like for all intents and purposes, I'm not saying that that Jack A has like authority or whatever, but she's the person behind the desk, right? Like, she's yeah. the authority in this room, and Lucy's talking to her like she's a floozy on the street, like. Don't you know I'm a student and blah, blah. And I'm just like, Lucy, do you hear yourself? Do you fucking hear yourself right now? She's like throwing attitude at this woman who's just doing her job and telling you the rule, the fucking law. She's not even like, she's not even doing, she's telling you the law. You cannot get out of jury duty. You need, or, and then she gives her an out. She's like, postpone it. She's like, I can't postpone it. I'm like, oh my God, Lucy, get a grip, woman. And never has anyone behind that desk ever talked to you for that long. Yeah, seriously. They never give you this much explanation. First of all, they're usually behind a window. I don't know know about other states, but in California, they are behind a window. They're behind a window window and they barely look at you and they do that on purpose so you can sit your ass down. They're not trying to entertain anyone's drama over there. They are never. The only time they're out of that fucking like window box is to tell you. They start reading out the names. Exactly. That's the only time. Exactly. And the worst is when they tell you that they served for like 60 days. You're like, is that my feet? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Lucy's just like stuck in this room. And then she goes to the bathroom as they're selecting jury oh, yeah. members. Yeah, yeah. So she misses the selection, the selection process. And so here's where it's changed. I don't actually remember this ever being true, but I do know that the law changed like today, at least in California, I don't know any other States or whatever, but in California you go in, it's one and done. Yeah. Like as long as if you're, if you're still in that room when the day is over, you're done. You don't have to come back again. Exactly. But in this time, in like I guess in 03 or whatever because she wasn't selected she has to keep coming back until she is yeah and so she loses her fucking mind once again I am a student blah 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 and Jack A's they're like sorry you shouldn't have missed selection like what can I tell Jack you a. like we're you're we have you for one trial and you're here until you get excused by the judge or whatever like not my problem and she's like whatever <laughs> like literally such a fucking brat yeah so then and then, of course, she's complaining to anyone who will listen. And she t- complains to Kevin. And Kevin's, like, not having it because she's like, she's like, don't they know? And he's like, okay, well, first of all, I'm a cop. So I believe in the justice system. And, like, you're, I'm the wrong person to be venting to about, the ju- about jury duty or whatever. Yeah. 
And like, no one likes it, but that's why we do it because like we have to, and that's how things, and like, that's how we ensure that the, that the system is going to move forward and blah, blah, blah. And he's like trying to like get her there and she keeps making it about herself. And she's like, but in my life, and no, what about my finals? And he's just like, oh my God, he can't have you. So he doesn't have dinner with her that night. And I was like, go fucking Kevin, dude. Fucking tell her reality check that bitch. Like. Oh my God. Yes. Like let her hear it. Finally. Don't just like be, don't just be bemused by her quirkiness and like love her. Like, ew, ew, ew. (laughs) So then you almost wanted to say, ew, David, didn't you? Cause I did. (laughs) Oh, David. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'll be getting there in a minute. (laughs) So, so then it goes back the next day, gets selected. And she's like, finally, whatever. Goes in, sits down. And again, very unlike how real jury, jury duty is. Like mm-hmm. everyone just like shuffles into the room, sits wherever. And the judge is like, so uh, does anyone know the defendant? Like, like there's yeah. no, there's no like rigor. There's no like, you know, one, two, three of it all. It's just like, no, just like free for all, whatever. So the judge is like, does anyone know the defendant? And then the defendant stands up. up. And turns around, and you guys, I literally dropped my pen. <laughs> my pen dropped, my jaw dropped. I literally audibly gasped watching. <laughs> like, I couldn't handle it. It's fucking Jimmy fucking Moon. Jimmy Moon is the defendant in this trial. Dude, I yelled out, Jimmy Moon! <laughs> I lost my shit. I literally had to pause for a second to like gather myself. Notice how he had no lines. No lines. Not only that, we don't find out what, what this is about. <laughs> like he's just it just serves the narrative, which is that Lucy then goes, I know him. Yeah. He's my ex-boyfriend from high school, Jimmy Moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, way to be expository, Lucy. And then cut to she's having her come to Jesus moment on the porch with Kevin of like, I get it now. Oh my God. Like When I saw him up there, I was like, he deserves a fair trial. And, like, that's my duty as a citizen. And, like, I get it. Like, yeah, bitch. No shit. Kevin literally said that to you a minute ago. (laughs) Like, I'm over her. I know. Once upon a time, I was liking Lucy. And now it's the beginning of the show. It's like how I felt about her. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But except it's worse because she's like 10 years older. I know. <laughs> or seven years older or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my God, you're not a child. You're 21. Like, what are you doing in life? Grow up or, a little. Or just act like an adult person in the society. <laughs> like, just the way she talks to people and like her attitude and stuff. I'm just like, Lucy, hear yourself. Some self-awareness, please. Miss, I want to be a minister. Like, dude, go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Seriously. Not not even to mention that. Like, Lord have mercy. Woman really likes the sound of her own voice. (laughs) (laughs) We say as we sit here with microphones in our hands. (laughs) I mean, I know. I think it's in my head. I'm like, no one's listening to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. No, we love our listeners. We love every single five of you. (laughs) I know, but I, I... Whatever. I, I love everybody that listens, but I'm just so surprised that someone listens. You know I know, I, mean? I know. But I uh, seriously though, like shout out to every single one of you truly. Patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. Um so Kevin's like, Oh, I'm glad you got it, whatever, and like kisses her and then it's fine. 
<laughs> and then it's fine. He says, I love you all over again. Basically. Um, okay, so now let's talk about Roxanne and Chandler. Okay. This is... I don't know how to feel about these two. I like simultaneously love it. Uh-huh. And I'm like gobbling it up. And then also simultaneously, I'm like, do I care? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I will say this, though. Those two make out like two people that want to make out. Yeah, that's true. Like they have major chemistry together. And like I don't particularly find Chandler like attractive. Mm-hmm. Like like I get that he's objectively a good looking person, but I'm not like hot for him. Like yeah. I'm hot for Kevin or Matt. Like so it's just like to watch them two like have this like amazing like sexual chemistry i'm like yes yeah <laughs> like like yes. i'm into it but also i kind of sort of don't care because roxanne has not won me over yet like mm. she just hasn't i know same um so first things first right out the gate we're at the police station roxanne walks in comes up to kevin are you and lucy having sex should i repeat the question no never Come on, Kinker, don't be such a prude. I'm not a prude. I just believe that what the woman I love and I do together or don't do together is private. You're a prude. Okay, I'm a prude. Well, you're my partner, Kinkirk. You've got to help me out here. I don't see how divulging details about my private life will help you out. This dating a minister is a whole new thing for me. I'm not sure I can last through a relationship with someone I care about without being intimate. And since Lucy is studying to be a minister, I thought I'd ask you and get it straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Getting it from the horse's mouth would be asking Chandler how he feels about this, not me. You think I wouldn't rather talk to Chandler than talk to you? He's a slippery guy. He keeps evading the issue. I mean, he's sexy and cute and one hell of a kisser, but slippery. Do I need to know this? Look, I care for Chandler, and I can see a future there. I just need to make sure I'm able to make it to that future. Understand? <laughs> How do you pronounce Kevin's last name? Isn't it Kinkirk? So right. you you stress the kin? Kinkirk. Kinkirk. Yeah, I don't know. I like Kinkirk. In my head, I've always said it Kinkirk. Like, yeah, like, like the stress is on the Kirk, not the Kin. Like Kinkirk, as opposed yeah. to Kinkirk. Kinkirk. Okay. Yeah, King I don't Kirk. know. It's just the way it comes out whenever it, it does. I guess so. But Roxanne categorically is Kinkirk. Like, she yeah. stresses the Kin, you know. Yeah. Which is just, it, it, it's, it, it hits my ear kind of funny, because in my head, it's Kinkirk. Yeah. You know? Um, also, what hits my ear funny is rather... <laughs> <laughs> i'd rather hear it from the horse's mouth I, yeah i love it you know what it might so speaking of Shit's creek because that's what i that's my life um i've always thought it was like a like a character choice that moira Catherine harris character yeah. talks like that like like i can't believe david or whatever yeah. like almost british but not quite exactly but, but apparently it's a canadian thing because that's how they all talk like Dude. <laughs> she has a lot of those moments every now and then roxanne yeah 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 yeah. she says about a lot oh, in dude. this episode about i'm like uh. a boot um yeah it's great um I, okay i noticed this the last time or i thought about the last time we were talking about her accent too 
please understand, listeners, we're not making fun of people with like who are Canadian or that have the accent or whatever. Dude, I love accents. Get it's out great. of here. It's great. It, it's not. It's nothing bad. Like we're not even coming from a bad place about it. It's just like we're noticing it because it's like because it's so not what we're used to or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's all. Dude, I have an accent. I mean, and we, I'm on we this made show. fun of Guy constantly for having his French accent. Oh, yes. Stupid Americans. <laughs> I have an accent and oh, I'm God, 100% what did, what okay What was that with one it? line he said to Matt where he's like, a couple of American girls or whatever, remember? Oh, yeah, what did he when say? When he wanted to go out of the town with Matt. Oh, I wish I had the clip. Yeah, I remember when I was an asshole and I said, Monsieur Robbie. Oh, God. <laughs> That's still my favorite. Um... So then, so she's, so she's coming from a place of like, I really want to bone Chandler, but like, he doesn't really want to talk about it. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen before marriage. And like, I kind of need to like gauge if this is like a minister thing or what or whatever. She weirdly thinks that talking to Lucy is going to solve that problem. And it's like, how is that a thing? But anyway, it it opens up the conversation really is what it does. Because then Kevin's like, that's idiotic. Talk to Chandler. Yep. Um, And then so cut to they're on patrol together. Roxanne and Kevin. For a second, I thought that guy was drunk dad from like season one or two. Oh. Didn't it kind of look like him yeah. for a split second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you never really get a good look at his face, but like it totally could have been him. Yeah. Is it drunk dad? Who knows? It's not. Yeah. It's not. Especially because they never, he knows, he's not part of the story. Because if he was, they would have brought it full exactly. circle. But um, so then, so they're, so they find this like, sort of like drunk guy in the street or whatever and they're like they go up to him to be like hey buddy like you can't you know you can't sleep here or whatever and he's not responsive so Roxanne goes to get like to like shake him a little bit yeah and he fucking stabs her in the arm yeah which is like crazy mm-hmm. and she's like bleeding and shit whatever so then they're in the hospital and she's like she's gotten stitched up or whatever and the doctor wants to keep her overnight because she lost a lot of blood and i'm like what hospital's keeping you overnight for a couple of stitches yeah. like, blood or no blood no hospitals like we're gonna observe you overnight like, yeah over a stabbing in the hand wound that's like not nearly fatal or whatever Good. um so she's like oh no i'm fine or whatever and then chandler comes in and he's like oh like i'll stay with you and she's like okay i guess i'll stay overnight yeah <laughs> which is really cute and then they're alone in the hospital room together and he he says it in a really weird way but he's like i would like to continue dating you with a view to potentially one day marrying you yeah <laughs> like basically is what he says yep and she's like say it again or whatever and he does and then she's like okay okay and so like they kiss it out whatever so i guess basically we're supposed to take away from that that like she can wait it out because she's so madly in love with him like nothing else matters or whatever um did you watch the part when uh kevin was handcuffing the homeless man yes no i missed that one (laughs) of course i watched it okay do you know how many times I replayed that part when he's cuffing him? Oh, because it was so hot? No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know why. What? Or how many? Because it was one of those you could tell it was, he had his hand up in the air and they said action and then they caught it right oh. before he's putting the force. <laughs> so I'm like, what? That's so this funny. is bad editing. So I couldn't stop. Oh my God, I, I totally didn't catch that. I replayed that. that. I don't know how many times I was like, okay. 
Oh, it's bad. Yeah, it gets worse. Yep, it's still bad. That's so funny. I didn't I didn't notice that. I must have been taking notes, so I wasn't closely paying attention. No, but dude, I, I just couldn't really stop funny. because it was like one of those, like, you know when you have a lazy throw, like, ugh, like that yeah, yeah, lazy yeah. throw where it's n- there's no momentum. It's one of those, like, that's how he was handcuff- handcuffing him. There was no force. He was like, ugh, okay, I guess I'll do it. Well, also, too, that makes <laughs> sense because, like, who who does that? Like, when you're handcuffing guy, you don't you don't slam the cuffs down from a distance. Like, yeah. you pull them out of your pocket and you make it happen, yeah. like, right there. And it was literally right. above his shoulder. And, like, you're, you're seeing, like, it's just bad editing. It's yeah, so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> and I paid attention. I said, let's watch that again. I and love that. Again, I love it. That's the kind of thing I usually notice. I'm glad you caught it. (laughs) It's like, this is shitty. But okay. I'll let it slide this time. Fucking Kevin Kinkirk. Now I'm saying you like Roxanne. Well, you know, he's pretty. Well, well, he really is so pretty. (laughs) God damn. God, he's so pretty. He's also orange. Let's be real. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. It's like dancing with the stars tan. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... So then, meanwhile, while Roxanne and Chandler are having their little cutesy moment in the in the hotel hotel room in the hospital room, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin's out in the hallway, and like Lucy comes like rushing in. I just got your message. How's Roxanne? She's okay. I didn't mean for you to come here. I just want to let you know where I was, and now I'm leaving. How is she? She's fine. How did it happen? We were checking on this homeless man in the alley. We were talking about you and probably weren't paying close enough attention. You're not going to blame this on me, are you? No, I'm not. This isn't about you, Lucy. Not everything is about you. Boom. Bitch. Not everything is about you. It's about time. Yeah, it fucking is. And the minute she opened her mouth and she was like, you're not going to make this about me. I was like, oh my God, Lucy. Yeah. Hear yourself. Like... What are you fucking saying right now? Whatever. It's so annoying. I don't know if I should have an opinion about this anymore. We talk, I, I, we t- yeah. yeah, we already talked enough about Lizzie, but I just wanted to play that clip because like... No, it, enough said. It's, it's perfect. It's when he drives the message home of like, calm the fuck down, bitch. Like, who are you? Why do I love you again? Yeah. Why do I find you so cute and crazy? Fucking, oh, fully straight up right now in this moment, I'm sure that's what he's thinking. He's like, he's like, I might love you, but I don't like you very much right now. Yeah. Who, who, uh, oh yeah, my f- thing says that. 10, th- uh, not 10 things I hate about you. How to lose a guy in 10 days. I love you, Benny Pooh, but I don't like you right now. <laughs> Is that where that's from? Well, I just, I love hearing her say it. Oh. Because, I just thought it was hilarious. I I just love because I I started or I I started like making that distinction or whatever because it's on Parks and Rec at their wedding oh. where their vow is like I love you and I like you, which is like so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, so that's when I like. So when I think of what I just said, I like it's because I'm sort of calling that back in my head or whatever. Yeah, I go the cheesy route. Okay, cool. That okay. Mine's not cheesy. Why are we making a cheesy competition? <laughs> Because it matters. I don't know how to fold cheese in pieces like that. <laughs> you have to fold it, David. I don't know how. I can't be any clearer, David. If you tell me fold one more time. <laughs> David, what does burning smell like? This is literally for one person in our audience who knows what the fuck we're talking about. And to that person, I salute you because you get it and you're in the know. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god i um, played that scene a few times for different friends and like everyone laughs at it's that legit part the best scene maybe ever in that whole show it's so good david what does burning what smell like <laughs> There's bubbles. <laughs> okay, now I'm seeing bubbles. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Fucking so good. Okay, so did we do Roxanne and Chandler? Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it's good. They're cute, whatever. Everything's fine. They love each other. They love each other. Right, they'll get there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just made a marriage commitment to her, but they'll get there to the love part. But they never said, I love you. That's true. I, I'll agree with that. Or you're I right. see a future with you, but just hold off to the love, okay? And I love how, too, because it's like, because he's basically proposed without proposing. Yeah. And it's not a proposal. Everyone agrees, because Kevin says as much to Lucy. He's like, he's like, you probably should know this, because you're going to find out anyway. But Kevin and Roxanne are dating, like, with a mind towards marriage. Yeah. It's not exactly a proposal, because of her whole ultimatum thing that he gave yeah she gave him like a couple episodes back and then she fucking b- doubles down on it again this episode when she hears about this he goes she goes you're right it's not an engagement but if they get married before us you're a dead man and i'm like lucy you just learned your lesson right now and then you fucking double down on your fucking crazy i know we've already talked about it till we were blue in the face but like just oh my god but, but this is the thing that i don't like about this i this is why i don't like the writing on this show you make me hate the main character you're s- it's dumb so dumb it's dumb it's not it, it's not good simple it's just not good that's it and i don't and like enough said i'm supposed to like this person get the fuck out of here no one would like this person and True. i feel sorry for kevin i know oh my God. and i like kevin poor orange beautiful kevin <laughs> <laughs> poor kevin ah <sighs> okay so let's get into it with Annie and Eric. Sure. I want to preface this conversation, not preface it, but I want to go into this conversation by asking you a question that you don't have to answer. Mm. Um, although it would suck for the podcast if you didn't. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, have you ever felt or been in a position like Ruthie is in this episode with your parents? Like they're... They're at it with each other and you're just like, mommy and daddy are fighting. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to really think about this. Um, No, l- like not not the way Ruthie is. OK, because like I don't I don't know. In, in our household, everyone is um kind of in each other's space. OK. And we just call it like it is. And. I remember once as a kid, I was like, you guys have been arguing a lot. Just saying that. Okay. And I'm, and I said, I don't like it. Huh. That's all I said. That's so cute. I, I don't know how old I was. I know I was a kid. And, um, and I, I don't know what happened. And I think both my parents tried to talk to me about it. Okay. Like, well, I would you know, say that that's kind of like yeah. what Ruthie is in this yeah. episode. But like, but with Ruthie, it's very, definitely Ruthie's older than that age. Than you were yeah. at that time. So with her, like, there's this, I like the sneakiness. There's an intellectualness yeah. to the conversation that she's having. It's not just like, uh, yeah. it's like, she's it's sitting like, there and mm, she's listening yeah. to what they're saying and she's trying to understand what they're both saying. Yeah. But in many ways it is, it, she is a very, um, innocent, 
Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm trying to be PC about what I call her, but like in many ways, she is very young about how yeah. she's handling this because, because she immediately, her mind goes to divorce and all this shit where it's like, no, no, <laughs> like, yeah. that's not what's happening here, you know? And I feel like, I feel like if she was just a little bit older, I think she was, would be, have, would have been able to recognize that and not immediately spin out the minute exactly. Ben opened his big fat mouth and said something, you know? Yeah. Um, but the reason I asked that is because it was weird. Like Annie and Eric's scenes where they're at each other's throats about stuff or mm-hmm. whatever, or not even, but you know, they're speaking at a raised volume, if you will. Yeah. Those scenes, as I'm watching those scenes, I'm like, I'm in it. Like, I'm like, I understand both sides. I'm seeing how this is an argument between two adults, married couple, whatever. Right. And then as soon as they show Ruthie, I'm five years old again. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I've definitely felt like this. In fact, yeah. I know I've said to my parents, like, 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 I don't like this. I don't like that you guys are fighting and feeling like, Oh my God, the world's falling apart because mom and dad are yelling at each other, you know? And yeah. so it was this weird mo like thing for me to vacillate between these like adult scenes between Annie and Eric, yeah. where as an adult, I'm watching it and I'm like, yes, this is, this is actually pretty organic and like grounded couple relation yeah. with each other. And then cut to Ruthie's like, like eavesdropping in the corner. And I'm just like, and I'm literally 12 years old again. You know? Yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. but, um, but yeah. So basically, um, what's his name? Eric is still going to therapy with hilarious therapist from last episode or yeah. however, which episode. Mike <laughs> This guy, I love him. He's so like he loves himself. Like he thinks he's so funny. Yeah. And he's like cracking up at his own jokes. It's so great. I love that guy. What's his name? Who cares? Dr. Gibson. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So Dr. Gibson um is like I'm I'm feeling him. I'm here for Dr. Gibson. Yeah. He's a he's a sweetie. So Eric's in ther- in therapy with him and immediately he's like therapizing the therapist where yeah. where the therapist is asking him questions and he's like, How are you doing with the divorce and everything? Yeah. <laughs> and like and then the therapist is like opening up because like, you know, he doesn't realize and then he's like, Eric, you're doing it again and yeah. like whatever. So clearly like it's funny because for all the talk that Eric gives everyone about how he's not going back in the business and he's tired of helping people and da 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 da. It's like, that's his mode though. That's his MO. He can't help himself. Like put him in front of somebody and he's going to empathize. He's going to want to ask questions. He's going to want to dig deep and like figure you out. You know, that's just who he is as a person. Yep. So he can't help himself. So then the therapist is like, calm the fuck down or whatever. So cut to at home. Annie is just wanting to know like how it's going like she doesn't need to know what they're talking about or whatever but like she wants to know like you know like how's he feeling about it or like whatever and he refuses to talk to her he's like he's like that's confidential blah blah blah. and she's like okay but like i'm not asking you like for details just like give me more than fine you know like you know i'm your wife like come on and so then they're setting up um for dinner or whatever, and, um, and, well. I'm sorry about what happened earlier, but, you know, maybe you should come to my next session with Dr. Gibson. No, you're missing the point. I don't want to eavesdrop on your therapy sessions. I just, I want you to stop shutting me out and start talking to me about whatever you're talking about in therapy. I understand. I, I really do, but I'd still like you to come. No, I don't want to interfere with your work there. Dr. Gibson asked if you would come. He what? 
did you tell him about me? Oh, no, don't go there. Where? Where you're going. I didn't say anything that bad about you. That bad? Oh, I'm sorry. Poor choice of words. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. Then why can't you tell me what you said about me? Because what I said is between me and my therapist. Not if it's about me, it's not. Yes, even when it's about you. Look, I'm not going to walk into that office and be blindsided. Just tell me what you said so I can be prepared. Gee, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of therapy, doesn't it? Is therapy always this emotional? You know how I feel about eavesdropping. I wasn't eavesdropping. You guys were yelling. Or almost yelling. We were, weren't we? Almost yelling. Yes, and if you ask me, it's worse than yelling. I'm sorry. Sometimes your dad and I argue, but it... Wait. He's my husband, and I'm angry with him. I, I can be angry with my own husband. It's perfectly acceptable by anybody's standards. So important. I'm so glad she says those words out loud. That she takes a minute to go, wait, I can be angry with my husband. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, it's acceptable <laughs> by any standards. Like, I just, I really appreciated Brenda Hampton in that moment. Yes. For allowing that to be said out loud yeah. on a wholesome show like this. Yeah. And, like, you know, just, it, was just, it just felt really real. No, that that I remember saying you want someone to be angry. Yes. You, you want a real art. No, like it's real dude. No. And, 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 and that I appreciated. And it's important too, that like she makes it a clear, like we're not, or we're not arguing, like we're arguing, but it's not, we're not mad. We're not, you know, it's not it's- like it's over. <laughs> this is, this is just how we're communicating right now. Right. And, and cause Ruthie's like, no, nah, you know, you guys are arguing or whatever. And she's like, she's like, no, He's my husband. Yeah. I get to be upset with him. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I loved so much of everything that that was. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great. Um, so, anyway, so then he, she, well, she's supposed to go to therapy with him, whatever. Meanwhile, and this is where Ruthie bugs me a little bit, because she gets a little too nosy for my taste mm-hmm. when she she goes and sees Eric in the office and he's like writing or whatever. And he's like, and she goes like, oh, you know, um, you're going to therapy with mom, whatever. And he's like, yeah. And um, she goes like, oh, like, are you preparing? Or it's basically something to the effect of like, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to, th- to therapy with your mom. And she's like, maybe we should all go. And he's like, what? Oh yeah, dude. And she's like, yeah, I mean, we all have some thoughts or whatever. And I'm like, okay, Ruthie, take a beat, take a step back. This is no longer your place. Yeah. Like it's one thing for you to overhear things and have some thoughts and opinions and like express those to your parents, but for you to seek out your dad and go, Oh, we all have some thoughts like chill that just chill. <laughs> Like, how about don't do that? Yeah. And then it takes Erica back because he's like, he's like, did you know that like Ruthie has problems with me or like whatever? Yeah. And, and Annie's like, well, the person hanging around inside your body since the operation is not the husband I know, nor is it the father that the kids have known. Is that so? Yeah. We're used to an Eric Camden who's decisive, you know, who takes charge, not someone who sits around contemplating his navel all day. Contemplating my navel? Well, you might as well be. I think this is about something else. You do? I think you're upset because 
I'm not jumping when you pull the strings. You can't mean that. Why not? Because that's ridiculous. Lately, if it's not your way, it's no way. And maybe it's not even lately. I mean... I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. On the one hand, I totally side with Annie because she's right. Like, he is acting like a crazy person. Yeah. Well, not a crazy person, but just so unlike himself mm-hmm. lately. And he's clearly so not self-aware that he's not seeing it, you know? Yeah. But then, but then also, like, is he right that, like, she's just mad about this because he's not jumping when she says jump? Like, mm, I don't know. I have... I ha- oh so many issues with this because I understand the wanting control or, or always being in control of situations or like always like being on, on it. Mm -hmm. But Eric, after your surgery, you've all, you've only been about yourself for many episodes. So did you get out of your bubble and ask your kids how they are? Because your kids have been having their own life and I don't see them ever really communicating with their dad as they do with their mom in almost every episode. To the degree that she was like, remember there was that whole running gag in that one episode yeah, where yeah. she's like, I talk, no one listens or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. Another, um, dude, you get involved in everybody else's life and never at home. So if your wife has like full control over this home and for her and for you to say, Oh, you know, I'm not jumping when you're telling me to like, yeah, because that's how this household has been run. She's the one that did everything. Yeah. She's the one at home worrying about everything while you're out fucking fixing other people's problems. Yes. Wake up. Like now you're getting it. And, and the, there's a there's something that she provided in this home. Yeah, there was right? a dynamic between the two. Exactly, of them. he was out in the world doing what he did, which allowed which which then put her in a position to be the one at home doing what she does. But he was out doing what he did. Yeah. Now she's doing what she does, and he's doing nothing. Yeah, and so there's that like you know basically what's the balance here? What are we trying to create in the home? Yeah. Now that's my one issue, but. I will say, if change needs to happen, if he's not going to do this anymore, then you'd both have to work it out together, right? To figure out what what this new well, world is going to be for you. And that's basically what, what happens in therapy is, yeah. is he finally starts talking. So the reason that the therapist invited Annie in yeah. is because he realized that Eric's not talking to the therapist and he's not talking to Annie either. Yep. And so it's like, you know, bring the horse to the water kind of thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or as he says, Muhammad to the mountain or something. Yeah. And um, basically Eric's whole thing that he tells Annie is like, I resent you for not listening to me when I say I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I resent you for pushing me into therapy. And her whole thing is like, well, I truly like didn't believe that in your heart of hearts, you were done with this. So that's why it was hard for me to like give you any credence to what you're saying because I don't believe you. And he's like, okay, but at least a part of me believed it or, or wants to quit or do something different. So why can't you listen to that part that's like wanting this right now? Yeah. And she's like, okay, you're right. And then... And then, but then she schools him because she's like, she's like, okay, tell me right now, right now that you don't 
ever feel like you want to go back that you, when you heard Lucy give yeah. her sermon, it didn't make you want to jump right back into the swing of things up at that pulpit where you belong. Yeah. Da, da, da. And he like sheds a tear or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, he did everything but look into the heavens and go, I'm back. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I know. I like, she got you by the balls there. <laughs> so then, then they come home and it's, it seems like they're better. Their relationships yeah healed or whatever Don't they have like dessert or yeah something they're too? sharing a strawberry shortcake yeah and then ruthie comes into the room and she's like oh like is everything cool whatever and they're like yeah everything's fine like i'm gonna get help and i'm gonna help myself too and yeah. like i'm it basically it's like i feel like we, he's turned a corner now and yeah. like it's probably gonna go back to normal in the future or whatever kind of thing but like I don't want to say normal, but like, you know, he's going to as best as it can. He's going to he's going to go back into his calling. Or yeah. Whatever, you know, so that's that story. That's that story. <laughs> I don't know, man. I almost feel like I just want to read it right now because I'm because I want to give my wrapping up thoughts about this episode or whatever. But it's like I liked certain aspects of this episode. Like I like the Chandler and Roxanne stuff. I I like that Kevin grew a pair with as far as it comes to Lucy. Um, I kind of enjoyed seeing these like raw moments between Annie and Eric, just like relating to each other mm-hmm. as a couple that's been together for 20 years, you know, yeah. whatever. I enjoyed those aspects. And then it was just like buried under bullshit Cecilia Simon and bullshit Lucy being a brat and bullshit like Ruthie kind of being obnoxious at times and like all this layers of like junk that I'm just like you know know. it's hard for me to enjoy it when it's mired in all those things when did you enjoy the show I'm sorry well the things that I just said that I like I'm just I want to enjoy those things I'm but it's but it's like buried underneath all this crap but I'm just like it's like it's it's like it's like mining for gold in a fucking mountain of shit you know like geez um that was a potent analogy I just laid out (laughs) yas analogy (laughs) um so I'm gonna give this episode a thumb up thumb down two thumbs down for me I hear that. I and I and I hear what you're saying, but it was I swear I think five or ten minutes into this episode, I truly hated it. Was it the was it the fifth time Lucy said she's a student? Probably, <laughs> probably. Yeah, uh, it's just like it naturally. I I come I, as I'm watching it naturally. I thought this show is not going to come together the way it should. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm, I'm over it. Mm-hmm. No. I, and you're right. You're right. I think, I think it's going to be fewer and further, but farther between episodes where we find these gems where we're like, yes, this episode, know. you know, like I honestly feel like if we get one a season, we're lucky, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like truly. It's like, true. And it's just because it's so damn hard. Like, I not hard. It's just like, clearly, it's fucking sloppy work, man. Yeah. It's real fucking sloppy. Like, I'm still riding high when Matt and Sarah met. Oh, God. I'm still oh, riding high on that. Can we just go back to that end of that season? Which really fucking saved that turd of a season, I must say. True. Like, maybe, maybe something like that will happen in the last three episodes of this season, too. But, like, I just... I just don't know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Drums. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So 
we rated it. Any observations? No. What about yourself? I think so. I feel like I said everything I wanted to say. Rather. Jimmy Moon. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking Jimmy Moon. No lines, dude. That was the best part. So unreal though. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I literally didn't think we were going to see him Same. again. Same. And he's not, he was not credited for this episode because I would have known it was coming. Mm. Like, unreal and so funny too because like i you i'm spotty about looking at the credits you know yeah. like and and it's sometimes it's even hit or miss in a single episode like i'll, I'll see one but miss and miss another or whatever mm-hmm. like like i caught jack a harry in this one like yeah. as the credits were rolling and then i didn't see matthew linville but i argue he's not in the credits like i don't think he is because it would have showed up as on his imdb and then i would have known it's coming and like i didn't that's weird Oh well, because remember, because we remember we were tracking like yeah. when is the end of the Jimmy Moon saga, and like we got there, and then it ended, and that was it. But like, lo and behold, fucking Renda Hampton like clutch Jimmy Moon appearance, like unexpected out of nowhere. Where was Rod? Why wasn't he part of this? Because he's in the army. I oh, forget. He's in this <laughs> Rod, really? Yeah, he cut his hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow us at For Heaven's Sake Pod on all the social media places. That's your Instagram. That's your Facebook. That's your Tumblr. That's your Twitter. We are all over the social meds, y'all. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can't. Um, uh, you can send us an email at show at gmail.com where you can send us your thoughts and your comments and your questions. Let us know if you knew Jimmy Moon was coming. Like those of you who watch the show or like remember it or whatever, like, oh my God, <laughs> like amazing guest appearance by Jimmy Moon. <laughs> like truly, I'm never going to get over it. Um, also, if you're interested, we have a Patreon where you can subscribe to become a Heavenhead. Oh, they're interested. <laughs> oh, they're interested. Mm, I can hear it. Um, we are watching two movies a month. Movies that T has seen that I haven't, which if you've listened to this podcast the entire time, you know there's a million. <laughs> um, I think at the time of this release, we'll have just released... Um, or at the time that this episode airs, we'll have just released Money Pit. Ooh. Is our f- uh, fourth ep- movie that okay. we've done. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and check that out. It's at patreon.com slash for heaven's sake pod. That's the number four heaven's sake pod. And until next time. Bye. Bye.